We're back to New World next week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonica.com. Stopping information and harmful content. We've got that story plus coordinated responses. But first on this all medical martial law episode of New World next week, our first segment, U.S. ramps up sanctions devastating Venezuela's health sector as coronavirus spreads. This coming from TheGrayZone.com, promising to smash Venezuela's government during a maximum pressure march, is what they've called it. Trump has imposed crushing sanctions that force Venezuela to spend three times as much as non-sanctioned countries on coronavirus testing kits. James, I don't have it in my stack of links, but I mean, I saw Maduro on TV there showing how the proper way you put on a mask or how to make a, a makeshift mask. And it just kind of made me wonder if I could imagine Swamp Thing doing such a thing here on American television, which I guess in a way I, I could imagine him doing that. So again, sanctions, as, as many folks have said, are essentially war crimes, punishing basically women and children. U.S. imposes new Iran sanctions, complicating coronavirus. This is coming from antiwar.com. Pompeo, who, of course, I never want to miss the opportunity to note, is a CIA liar who, don't forget, he made his bones helping Monsanto block boycotts of their, which that sounds familiar to some other sort of geopolitical situations where you're not allowed to boycott something. Pompeo accuses Iran of being an accomplice to the virus. Last week, Iranian officials emphasized that U.S. sanctions are making their reaction to the coronavirus outbreak much more difficult, leading to both Iran and China to urge the U.S. to put those sanctions on hold for humanitarian reason. And I think it was Ryan Christian at The Last American Vagabond. It's basically, again, it's the, it's like the Jack Palance thing of, you know, throwing down the, the gun in front of him. We force these situations and then go, oh, gosh, you guys suck. You sure can't handle this coronavirus outbreak because we've got crushing sanctions on you. The, the, the other bit to tie into all of this, maybe a, a good news bit to tie in, quarantine the U.S. military machine. This from Global Research. It happened on almost the same day. Italy's lockdown. People confined to their homes across the European Union. Influx of 30,000 U.S. troops in preparation for the Defend Europe 2020 war games against... Russia in the largest display of military might since the Cold War across Europe, though, no sports events, no anti-war protest movements. So apparently protecting Europe against Russia is on hold. Why? Nothing to do with protecting civilians against the virus. Again, as Global Research notes, the military need the green light from civilian politicians, the Washington Hawks, the so-called leaders who at least think that they get to decide on waging war. So, James, on this first whole segment of this all-medical martial law episode of Neural Next Week, that's essentially a look at the geopolitical angle of coronavirus, no? Uh, yes, but uh, that only covers a slight, tiny sliver of what's going on right now because everything, as everyone knows, is going crazy in a million different directions. And I, I think... These are going crazy in directions that are completely understandable given the geopolitical framework. Essentially, it's whatever agendas were being pushed before are now being still continuing to be pushed, but cranked up to 11. And medical sanctions and what have you are just one more layer on that cake. So maximum pressure march against Venezuela. And here's just another, you know, excuse to to try to kick people while they're down anyway. Um, Iran, of course, a target. Uh, and... How about this one? We could throw this one in as well. Pepe Escobar just had a good article up. Um, I'm also sor sourcing this from Global Research. Research uh, China locked in hybrid war with U.S. 
talking about the China-U.S. tensions that are bubbling to the surface in light of this, and accusations by high-ranking Chinese officials that this is a U.S. bioweapon attack and things like this. I mean, th these are extremely important steps on the geopolitical board, at least for bringing out the World War III that has been simmering under the surface to the surface. And on that note, I am going to be writing specifically about that in the newsletter this weekend. I'm going to be writing about the World War III aspect of this, that this is a total war. This is not a war with soldiers on a battlefield. This is a hybrid war of a type that humanity has not seen before, and uh, all bets are off the table. I keep saying that, but it's because truly this is a new paradigm we are being steeped into right now. On the back of, sure, this phony baloney stupid hype over this nonsense virus that's a variant of the common cold and is not going to kill bajillions of people, but the panic that it is causing and the agendas that are being pushed on top of it is, as I say, it's cranked up to 11. So a lot of geopolitical stories that are, um, that are happening simultaneously right now in conjunction with this. That European war game scenario being called off or potentially being halted or, or curtailed because of this is an interesting side note to this. Maybe they've uh, stopped the, the outright aggression against Russia in this particular case and this particular time, but the long-term agenda is continuing to play out, in fact, even more so, even more intensely right now, so it's something to keep our eyes on. Well, I mean, as, as you and I were just kind of talking about before we started rolling, I mean, this is a lot of things are basically being sort of written and created and, and, and conspired about right now. Things that many people will work for many years to try and suss out and, and organize and make sense of. And we're kind of in the middle of the swirl of all of it right now, James. But again, if we've each been doing this for 15 years, this specific type of work for 15 years, we've seen this again. They're, they're able to kind of make these big, like you said, spinal tap note, because it all does seem like satire. Crank to 11. They use these sort of events to move all sorts of other pieces on the board, like, again, some sort of distractionary thing, not to get into the discussion of this is a distraction for blank, but it's a distraction for blank, 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 you know, just a, a ton of things. So on the second segment of this New World Next Week, episode 401, IMF prepares one trillion dollar bazooka. This coming from ActivistPost.com IMF director Kristalina Georgieva. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct. I, I do have fun mangling names sometimes. Kristalina Georgieva issued a three-policy prescription post that said should define a coordinated response from the developed economies in Europe and U.S. In addition to declaring that the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, has a trillion bucks in loan capacity ready to put to work to salve the economic damage caused by the outbreak, Georgieva encouraged governments to spend more Asked the Fed, the of course the Federal Reserve, to consider bulking up its dollar foreign exchange swap lines to emerging market central banks, more central banks. If you like the sort of Ponzi schemes built on one on the top of the other, you know, like a like a pyramid. She also noted that the 42 bill that investors have pulled from EM markets is one of the biggest outflows in history and will certainly ratchet up financial stressors. And as this second segment is pretty much about the funny money moves being made during this coronavirus outbreak, 
how big is that Fed liquidity pump? This is like a trillion and a half, or is it maybe five trillion? CNBC reports the Federal Reserve to pump more than a trillion in dramatic ramping up of market intervention amid coronavirus meltdown. Wall Street Journal says the Fed to inject 1.5 trillion. But the research from Money Maven, from where we're grabbing this article, of course, links in the show notes for everything cited, as always, shows this to actually be five trillion bucks. And this is just, blam, just five trillion out of thin air, created out of nothing. Uh, sidebar note, this day in history, the U.S. went off the gold standard. Meanwhile, global economic coordination not happening in virus crisis. James, this is actually coming from japantoday.com, who notes, when the global economy melted down in 2008, which, like Max Kaiser called that, that was a controlled demolition of the economy. World leaders swiftly created an international forum to boost economies by spending more and keeping trade open. Central banks announced rate cuts within seconds of each other. And James, actually, this just in, and since I'm actually really into it now, I created the new archive.is link so we don't have to give any traffic to the Associated Press, but they are saying just a couple of hours ago, New York Stock Exchange is basically going to close its trading floor. It's going to go all computerized as of Monday. So it's also fun to note. Fun maybe isn't the word. How many times the New York Stock Exchange has essentially gone, no, 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 wait, 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 time out, time out, no fair. And basically get to stop everything because it's not working out in their favor. So if this is, James, as I think probably a lot of people have said or noted, this is 9-11 in slow motion. An A-9-11 in slow motion. This essentially is like the Building 6 portion of our show, where, apart from, of course, the, the bloodshed and death tolls and rampant police state actions, this is like the put options, the $300 billion in silver and gold bars down under Building 6 being heisted from underground tunnels, essentially the Die Hard 3 scenario of distractionary terrorism covering up a bank job. How's that for a, a media monarchy-type analogy, James? Uh, excellent. And you did some uh, deep dives there that people are going to have to, if they don't know, get up to speed. Uh, where have you been the last couple decades? Yeah, Die Hard 3, the gold heist scenario or the money heist scenario and all of that, the distractionary event, blah, blah, blah. Yes, and you're exactly right. Um, one of the most important things that is happening right now is the economic side of this and something that we'll be dealing with for years. Guaranteed, this is going to profound profoundly affect people's lives. And of course, this is just the excuse trigger event, but it is triggering. That's what we have to concentrate on right now and what's happening as a result of this. I found that that article very fascinating about glo global economic coordination not happening in virus crisis, where they lament, oh, you know, back in 2008, 2009, the, everyone came together. Remember that London G20 where Gordon Brown declared a new world order to save the earth and the, all the central banks acted together and look how they buoyed the economy and everything was perfectly fine after that, right? Yeah, we hit, hit the lows in the Lehman collapse era and then the straight up like a line to record highs on the stock markets. Yay, right? Economy fixed. Um, that was the narrative. Of course, that was the narrative they pumped. Now we're getting these articles like, well, they're not doing that this time. We need more global economic coordination. And this is exactly what I'm expecting. A fail forward. Um, people are saying, uh, Patrick Buchanan wrote an op-ed recently, you know, globalism is extinct or globalists will go, go the way of the dodo or something like that. Basically saying, you know, this is everything against the globalist agenda. It's showing that we have to close down borders and hunker down and be self-sufficient and all of this. So globalism is dead. 
I don't think so. I think they're going to fail forward with this. But you can't fail forward until you reach that bottom. And we have not reached the bottom yet. It's going to have to get to absolute crisis conditions. People crying out for someone to help before they swoop down as the savior. And in this case, uh, we know the Bank for International Settlements and other bodies have been talking about this for years. You know, they've been blowing this big bubble. These central banks that we essentially dictate to have been blowing this big bubble and it's going to pop someday. All of those seeds have been planted over the years. And when it truly hits the bottom is the point at which we're going to see global economic coordination. That's going to be very interesting to see the way that plays out and what that means in terms of a new monetary order, because we're not just talking finance or economics here. We're talking monetary and uh, the where the dollar goes from here. I, again, such massive moves that I can't even begin to start articulating them now. I will obviously be covering this in extensive detail from here on out. But uh, people, please keep your eye on the economic side of this. This is a, a huge part of what's taking place right now. And as I say... Yeah, the trigger event may be all hype and phony or whatever, but the event itself is very real, and it's going to start affecting people's lives in a very real way. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. An analogy could be there might be blanks in the gun, but everybody's freaking out because they heard gunshots. And the effects from that, we're all basically going to feel. I mean, James, the U.S. is already talking about some fuzzy quasi-form of universal basic income, which is what all those crazy socialist countries do. So speaking of coordinated efforts, our third and final segment on this all medical martial law edition of New World next week pretty much turns to the cyberspace war angle of the coronavirus panic pandemic. Fangsters issued joint statement on misinformation. This coming from TechCrunch.com in an unprecedented move to reassure customers and flag the potential for misinformation about COVID-19 on their platforms all of the major social media companies and their parent corporations, as they have, of course, coordinated before when it was time to remove wrong think from all of their platforms and they do it in a coordinated effort, right in a strike all overnight at the same time, they do it again, surprisingly. They all issued a joint statement on their efforts. We invite other companies to join us as we work to keep our community safe and healthy, the statement read. Last week, U.S. Chief Technology Officer Michael Kratzios held a remote meeting with representatives from, of course, the Fangster Corporations on how to coordinate various efforts related to COVID-19, including fighting disinformation. Now, the Washington CIA, Amazon, Whole Foods Post and Politico reported that the White House asked, and this is you hear me say you may have heard Fang. I've turned it into Fangsters and it's F-A-A-N-G. That's Fedbook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. In this case, they're reporting the White House asked. Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, IBM, Cisco, and poor little Twitter for help. So, James, the interesting bits related to this, the YouTube blog post about this, about how they're going to, you know, crack down. It would not load for me at all. I, turn, I turned my VPN off for a second to check. I turned my uBlock Origin off for it. It just wouldn't load for me. So, it brought me running back again to archive.is, so we are again not giving any traffic to Gulag. The YouTube creator blog post, protecting our extended workforce and the community, where users and creators may see increased video removals, including some videos that might not even violate policies. This is what they literally wrote. We won't issue strikes on this content, except in cases where we have high confidence that it's violative. Interesting use of rare words, but James... To put the icing on the gravy here, Fedbook hits coronavirus, 
coronavirus articles with a sledgehammer. Why did I mess up just saying that? Because activist post essentially put a bunch of asterisks in the word, much like you have to edit out swears or something. This is pretty much what we've come to. Articles from mainstream publications and vetted online venues are now apparently being removed from FedBook for simply mentioning the word coronavirus. As of today, FedBook Newsroom has a post stating it's dedicated to providing accurate information to the public about the coronavirus epidemic, keeping people safe and informed about the coronavirus. In order to do so, Facebook declares it will be stopping misinformation and harmful content, among other virtuous actions. It appears, however, Facebook is censoring willy-nilly without any regard to content. And James, we've kind of talked about this before, where history professors were finding their videos of Nazis giving speeches being taken down from YouTube because, oh, it's Nazis. You can't have it. I think the Seattle Times fell under this from Facebook. So we're basically at the point where we need code words to talk about the things we're trying to talk about. I mean, before they maybe wreck the internet, James? I don't know. Yeah, and the Seattle Times article that you're referencing that got hit by this Facebook censorship, if I'm not mistaken, is the one they're reporting on. Oh, by the way, the U.S. government is now trying to get all your geolocation data in order to track the movements of people who have coronavirus, because that's going to be, again, I cannot stress this enough, this is the new paradigm. The war on terror defined the post-9-11 age. Now we have the war on bioterror. They're probably not even going to call it bioterror, but whatever they call it, this is the new biological age that we're moving into, where everyone is a suspect asymptomatic carrier. And so now we need all your geolocation data so we can track everyone that you've met in the past couple of weeks. Seattle Times, the Seattle Times of all places, reports on it and Facebook censors their posts. Absolute craziness. Of course, they're still fine-tuning and dialing in the right censorship buttons, but this is what it looks like. And as I say, Cranking the, every agenda to 11, the online censorship agenda, probably 12 at this point. Um, I have more to add, even in just the few hours since we, we compiled this list of stories. Uh, here's a brand new one, hot off the press from the Ron Paul Institute, Daniel McAdams. Facebook censoring Ron Paul based on bogus PolitiFact fact check, where it's talking about uh, Ron Paul's recent uh, uh, video on the coronavirus hoax is now being censored by Facebook, obviously enough. I mean, oh, how can you have those words together without it being censorable? Um, and on that note of archive.is, which you keep going back to, I just got an email in from someone. I can't confirm it because it's not happening to me, but they say that their uh, their ISP or or some, some kind of content blocker is flagging archive.is as a potentially malicious site. So they have to VPN and disable and whatever. And then Cloudflare isn't even allowing them to get to it. So of course they're going after any site that would get you uh, around some of the censorship or stop giving clicks to some of these uh, controlled platforms. And hey, how about this update, which just came in in, in the last few hours? Uh, a Facebook user who has posted our material before notes that uh, she posted our New World Next Week about uh, Lyme, Lyme disease and weaponizing ticks. Remember that one? She posted that to her Facebook last year. Just now, the Facebook fact checkers have de deemed it to be false information checked by independent fact checkers. It says, conclusion false. The primary claims in the information are factually inaccurate. We were just reporting mainstream sources about that. So obviously, again, this isn't humans running this. This is just the censorship. They've flipped the switch and it is going into place. The online censorship agenda is happening. 
I've said it so many times now that I'm sick of saying it, let alone people sick of hearing it, but if you are getting our information through Facebook and YouTube and these controlled platforms, you are not going to get it for very much longer. Censorship agenda is on overdrive right now. They are not... This is... The WHO director is saying this isn't just a pandemic, it's an infodemic. They're ta everything is about this is weaponizing of this misinformation and fake news and all of this that's been drilled into the public for the last few years. This is where it converges. And they're going to say, look, people are costing lives because they're, they're, they're casting doubt on what the authorities are saying. This is where the rubber meets the road. Online censorship is here. It is happening. We're watching the gates closing. Um, so again, if you're getting our material through these control platforms, you will not be getting it for very much longer. I hope you know, at the very least, our websites and where to go to directly access our work for as long as we're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, infodemic's not a bad uh, term. They might call this, yeah, the, this, the infodemic age. As, of course, truth and viruses and everything kind of smashes together in the post-Trump era. And again, James, on all of these levels from the geopolitical, definitely the financial and the, and the technological, they've essentially written it all down ahead of time. They're ready to roll all of this out. Maybe the I-911 still is the other shoe that I think a lot of people are afraid has, has yet to drop that could be part of this sort of coronavirus infodemic. James, in wrapping up this episode, how are you guys doing? You and your family doing okay? No, no rotting, marauding bands of crazies yet? Let me check. Uh, oh, oh, wow. What do I see outside? Actually, very good question, and a lot of people are asking it, so that's going to be my next questions for Corbett. I'm going to show people what is happening in Japan, and I, 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 I say people will be surprised um, at what they will see and what they won't see, and I'll explain why that is. So I'll just tease that out for now. But anyway, we are perfectly fine. At this moment, our family is totally okay at this moment, um, and we are prepared for a number of eventualities. But unfortunately, when the entire world starts going crazy, you can be the island of sanity, but you still depend on connections with other people and the world around you. So as things start to get crazy around you, it's hard to be a completely walled-off island and a walled-off garden, which is why I think this is going to start affecting everyone, even people who think that they are quite isolated. Well, and, and you know, luckily, I'm, this is it's funny, it's the first time it made me thankful I'm down in New Mexico, as we were yeah. one of the last places to have any confirmed cases. Uh, Idaho which is where I was going to be going here in just a few days, but my Tree Fort Big Music Festival, of course, has been postponed. Idaho was one of the last places, but you know what? The very last place in America to have a confirmed case was, of course, West Virginia. James, I think I have a pretty cool uh, island community, as it were, for Media Monarchy. See how I did that transition there? Uh, but even I was thinking about it as we were talking about it. you know, I use Discord a lot for my chat stream, for the Media Monarchy memberships. We do nearly everything in there. Meanwhile, I've been trying to build my own website for the eventuality, because you know, even before all of this, it was like, oh, I could wake up any day and Google or Amazon or whoever will buy Discord, and of course it'll start to go downhill, and my desire to be there would evaporate. But it's still working. It's still working so far. And again, I mean, in some ways, alternative media, we were maybe well positioned for something like this. But it ain't going to work, of course, if everybody loses all of their jobs and their way to sort of make any money. I do really think 
I've got a pretty cool, fear-free, kind of level-headed bunch of people hanging out in the Media Monarchy community each and every day, 24-7. And again, I stream like a radio station, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, news, music, memes, and more. I think it is like the best radio station you've ever heard. So, James, now more than ever, we really need people's support. Um, I have a post office box, so if people hate all the internet money and all that stuff, you can send me your dirty, dirty cash to the P.O. box that's listed at my website. Again, James, as you and I have said, we don't care how people support us, which platform you're mad at or which platform you prefer. We use nearly all of them. Just any way that you can support independent, non-commercial alternative media. James. All right. Thank you for being out there and doing the work that you do. It's more important than ever before for information in a reasonable way to be out there and to be presented. So I'm glad there are people like you out there doing it. Let's continue doing it. And we'll meet again next week. Yep. Cause I won't be at my music fest. So we'll be here for another girl next week. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I can't say I'm looking forward to it in that sense, but anyway, I'll be here and I hope you will too. Uh, this is new world next week. Talk to you again next week. All right, buddy. Take care.